expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I have very special guests joining us, Laura Spurn, who's calling in, and she is a drummer, wife, and mother of six. That's right, six kids. She amazes me in so many ways. She's incredibly driven and inspirational. I want to tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on. She's got a great quote I put up on my blog, and if you haven't seen the blog, it's getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and here it is. I started playing the drums in July 2008, and when I grow up, I want to be a great drummer. That was Laura Spurn, who started playing at age 47. So if you aspire to do something, you know, don't put it off. It's never too late, as I say, never too late to become what you might have been. That's not a quote by me. It's by George Eliot. But I, I love that quote because sometimes, you know, things nag at us. Oh, I wish I could do this, or I always wanted to do that, and it's your bucket list. You need to make a list of those things and try to check them off because it makes you feel amazing to start doing something you've always dreamed of. So I'm not going to uh, share Laura's backstory. I'm going to have her share it. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Laura Spurn to the show. Hi, Laura. Yes. All right. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. good. How are you? Good. So uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Laura Spurn calling in. Where are you calling from again? Uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. Well, thanks for joining us. I know we have a bit of a time difference. I hate yeah, this. Yeah, it's noon here. And I hate this time change. I don't like losing an hour of sleep. Right. <laughs> so I want to give everybody a little backstory. Uh, tell me about what you do for a living. Uh, well, right now and for the last uh, 22 years, I've just been a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I worked uh, pretty much all my life until I had children, and then that was my plan that once we started having children, I would just stay at home and be a, be a homemaker. So that's what I've done ever since our first child was born 22 years ago. And that is a full-time, 24-7 job. It, yes. It really is. <laughs> it's intense. And you're not just mom to one or two or three. How many kids do you have? Six. Six kids. Unbelievable. How do you stay sane through all this? I mean, how do you, how, how do you, you know, find time for yourself and uh, keep everything together? Well, at this stage of my life, it's a lot easier because my youngest is now 10 years old. Whereas when they were toddlers and, you know, babies and infants, I never had any time to myself. Sure, of course. <laughs> but, right. But now that they're um, older, uh, it's, it's a lot easier to get time to myself. And also for the past five years, my husband has been working from home, and that has been a tremendous help. He helps out so much around here. It, it, it really, if he wasn't here, I don't know if I could do everything that I do now. 
That's great. That makes a huge difference, especially when you have a partner that's just in sync with you and helping and everything. So that's great. Tell me a little bit. I'm going to back up. I want to hear, were you musical as a kid? Is that what got you into drumming? Well, I've always been a music fan. I mean, I've always loved rock and roll. I've always listened to music and been a big music fan. And uh, my brother kind of inspired me to try to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. So when I was about 12 years old, I did take guitar lessons briefly, acoustic guitar lessons. But like most kids, I didn't want to put in the time for practice, so I, I didn't really stick with it. And I never did anything since then. So when you... All right, so you did, you did your guitar, and then did you take a long break from music, or did you feel like eventually you'll get back into something else? You mean once I quit when I was 12? Yes. Did you always feel like, oh, maybe someday I'll pick up something else? Um, no, I never did think that. <laughs> I, you know, I just always enjoyed listening to music. Actually, I always wished I could be, uh, you know, I wish I could be a vocalist, but that just wasn't in the cards for me, so... Was it that I, you, you were know, shy? Maybe? Do my own, my own shower singing, that kind of thing. But <laughs> <laughs> sounds like me. <laughs> were, were you very shy when it came to singing? Period. You just couldn't imagine you fronting a band. Um, I'm not shy to do it, but I don't think I have. I don't think my voice is good enough for it. So, I mean, I sang in the choir at school and at church, but that's the, to the extent that I had. Right. Right. Now, tell me about the drumming. You know, how did that come about? Well, uh, it's been almost five years ago. Uh, my son was having a birthday party, and he had a bunch of friends over. And at that time, the one of the hottest games was Guitar Hero. And one of his friends brought the Guitar Hero game over, and I, I watched them p playing it. You know, and I wasn't really a video game person. But when I saw that, it instantly caught my eye, you know, because I'm a music fan. And I was like, can I try? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, sure, go ahead. You know, so I tried it. And, of course, I was awful at it. And then right after that, I just had this thought come into my head. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if somebody came out with a game like that, like Guitar Hero, Hero only that included drums? And right away, my son said, they have. It's called Rock Band. And I'm like, you're kidding. Wow. So we went out and literally that day got the game rock band and brought it home and I got it all set up and I just was hooked on it. But ironically, I was better at the guitar part of it than I was the drum part of the game. So I kind of stayed away from the drumming part. Of That's it. funny, Laura. That's so funny. <laughs> and then my husband um, said to me after I'd been playing it for a while, because I was going online and, you know, you know, you can compete online and I was doing that a lot. My husband was like, this is enough of this. If you're going to spend all this time with us, you should be playing a real instrument. So I convinced them to let me get a guitar and a drum set. I started uh, both guitar lessons and drum lessons right away. It was in the summertime. And uh, after a couple months of it, it didn't take long for me to figure out that there was no way I had time to practice two instruments. Of course. And that, yeah, and to really to get anything out of it. And I thought, I'm going to have to pick one, and it was easy choice. I picked the drums. You know, this sounds like a movie. I mean, I can just see... You know, the mom decides she wants to play with her son's, um, you know, rock band game, and he's. But in the movie, the kid would be embarrassed, and then you know, <laughs> you, you you try it, and then you're like, oh, what am I thinking? And then you take their kids to school, you come home, and you pick up uh, the rock band for drums, and then secretly, <laughs> you start playing drums every day after you drop off your kids, and you become amazing and hooked. I mean, it just sounds like the, the greatest movie you could write. <laughs> 
Well, I know when I first got my kit and, you know, we had everything set up in our front room because we didn't know where to put it. We'd never had a drum kit before. And I remember some friends of mine coming over and they they were just kind of looking at me and kind of snickering. They're like, is this a a midlife crisis, Laura? Of course. (laughs) You know, nobody really took me seriously. Right. And then, so how many hours a day were you practicing when you first got started? Uh, when I first got started, not that long. I was probably practicing five days a week, uh, like 45 minutes. All right. Well, that's and something. then I had my lesson once a week. Mm-hmm. And what did your husband think of all this? Very supportive or like? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was very supportive. That's yeah. good. Is he musical? Um, he loves music, too, but he's never really played an instrument. He did, you know, uh, try to play the guitar for a little while, but didn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. So... The drums. What is it about the drums that just completely moves you? Uh, the intensity of it, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, just and it, that it's different. You know, you don't you, you see a lot. You see more uh, female guitar players than you do drummers. Yes. Um, and I kind of always gravitated to something that's different. Mm-hmm. But I think mostly just <clears throat> you know the just the intensity of it. And I love all your clips you post on Facebook. You know, oh, my drum covers. Mm-hmm. I love it. How does how does that you know tell me how that comes down? Because do you you find something and you say I've always wanted to learn that, and how long does it take you typically to learn it? Well, in the beginning, it took me a long time. When I when I posted my very first drum cover, I had only been drumming for three months, and mm-hmm. I was so new at it that the only way I could learn how to play an actual song was to have the drum tabs. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, music books for with drum tabs in them, and when I found a song that I liked and I thought I could possibly tackle, I just would work on it and work on it and work on it. It took me three months to get my first, you know, my first song down, wow. <clears throat> and that was about how long it took me for each song after that. And then finally, in time, I learned how to uh, learn a song by ear, and that's strictly how I do it now. I don't look at drum tabs at all. How would you say you were able to learn by ear, just from playing stuff over and over again? Yes, from doing rudiments um, during my practice time. I have several drumming books that teach you basic rock beats, basic rudiments. Mm-hmm. And after you play them so many times, you start to recognize them. The more you play, you start to recognize what you're hearing when you're listening to a song. I see. Whereas in the beginning, I couldn't tell if I was hearing the bass drum or a floor tom. You know, I, it was hard to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. But uh, the more you play on your own and you play those rudiments over and over, uh, it's, it gets easier and easier to understand what you're hearing and to pick it apart when you listen to it. I bet that also helps you when you're improvising. Let's say with your when you're with your band, if they're like, well, let's try this beat or that beat, and you can come up with more creative things. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> if I can remember them all. <laughs> you, you know what's you know what's nice in hearing your your story is that you said it took you three months to learn a song. Well, some people might get discouraged. It sounds like you just kept going. I I, I really admire that. Well, I didn't want to give up. I don't know. I just I I don't know if it was my age. I think that was part of it was my age. I thought I can't sit here and have two years go by and think. Gosh, just think if I would have stuck with it, mm-hmm. how I might have progressed at this point. I don't want to wake up two years from now and say that. So uh, no matter how how discouraged I get now, I have to keep 
I have to keep trying, you know, I can't give up. So, and I'm running out of time too. <laughs> no, I'm not getting any younger. So I, I love that drive in you. Have, have you always had that drive when it comes to other things in your life? I, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had, I had one person say to me, whenever you make up your mind that you're going to do something, you just go all out. <laughs> that's good though. Yeah, that's it. That's good. It's all or nothing. And it's kind of like when we announce that we're going to do something, now we're held account- accountable, so we have to do it. Right, you right. Know, I'm sure and that, you, yeah. that was it, too, with my YouTube channel. I mean, after oh, once right. I started to accumulate more and more drum covers, I started to get to the point where if I, I slacked and I didn't get one up in a, in a reasonable amount of time, I'd have people saying, what's going on? When's the next cover? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. So you're up till three in the morning, exhausted next morning because you've had to learn this drum cover. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Wow. What What's a day in the life of Laura Spurn like? Um, well, one thing I didn't mention is that we do homeschool our children. Um, wow. So that was my full time job for the first twelve years. But now that my husband's been uh, working from home, he has pretty much taken over that position for me. Um, and also, since the kids aren't really little anymore, our youngest is 10 in fifth grade, they're really independent now. They have each have their own laptops. Um, mm-hmm. My two oldest are, are already graduated and, and in college. And then the four youngest um, each have their own laptops, and everything is programmed in there for their school. So they're really independent with it. So it's not like it was in the beginning where I would, like, have to stand over them and, you know, say, okay, this is, yes. you know, A, B, C, blah, blah, blah. Yes, so that makes a big difference. But anyways, um, typically for me, the thing I do is I we have many pets. So I, I part of my job is to take care of some of the pets. I do that. What do, what do you have? I'm just curious. It's pets. Um, we have three cats, mm-hmm. um, four dogs, Whoa. <laughs> two birds, oh my gosh. two lizards, a snake, and some fish, and some rabbits, but they're outside. Oh, my gosh, Laura. <laughs> You're Dr. Doolittle, too. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so do you... I do my I do my part with the animals. Mm-hmm. Then I'll have my breakfast, usually check, you know, go on the computer for a little while, check things out. And then by 9.45, I start my drum practice. I do my drum practice um, for an hour and a half to two hours. Then uh, wait, I have lunch. Wait, excuse me. Um, wait, during that time, ahead. during that time, because I'm curious, when you're practicing... Do you have uninterrupted time? I mean, your kids yeah. pretty much, that is great. Well, they've known that from the beginning. If they come in the room, I just kind of point a drumstick at <laughs> you know. I, I throw my drumstick. Don't bother me now, you know. So they wow. know not to. So. I know, because it's two hours. Two hours. That's not asking a lot. I mean, they can fill their time with, with what, homework? Well, they're or? doing school. All right. They're doing school. They're all the way upstairs, and I'm in the basement. So funny. So they can only bother mommy if it's really, really important. Well, my husband's right there. His home office is right next to the schoolroom. Mm-hmm. So if it's that important, they'll they'll bother him. All right. <laughs> so you you definitely have two hours of uninterrupted time. That's great. That is amazing. And then, and then yeah, go ahead. I was just the rest of the day. I was just going to say after that. Then uh, after lunch, I have uh, some. We usually have like a little quiet time, and then after that, I go to the gym. That's nice. And how long do you work out for? An hour and a half. And what do you like to do? 
Like um, you I'm runner? a firm believer in lifting weights. Mm-hmm. I lift weights for 45 minutes, and then I do cardio for 35 to 45 minutes after that. And I'm sure all that helps you with your drumming because it's pretty intensive on your arms. Well, just with your fitness level in general. Yes, yeah. And that really is my, helps me, that's really what keeps my sanity is is the is mm-hmm. the exercising. No, I can agree to that. And I don't have six kids, but you know, it does <laughs> you know, it does keep you sane, absolutely. When you were going through the time when you could were not playing the drums, um and the kids were little, how did you keep yourself sane? Going to the gym. Just going to the gym, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I started going uh after my fifth child was born. Mm-hmm. Before that, uh it was it was stressful. I'll be honest, um, before I started regularly going to the gym when the kids were all really little, I'd have days and my husband wasn't working from home, I would call him and I would say, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) I mean, I remember one day um, I was cooking some beans in a pressure cooker Mm -hmm. and I accidentally got the little thing that floats on top, it kind of rocks as the pressure is going. It came off and all of the like bean juice and everything just shot like a rocket to the ceiling and I thought I was going to die and my you know my kids my one of my children was in diapers and they were crying and the the house was a wreck with beans all over the ceiling (laughs) I remember my husband coming I'm just sitting on the floor I'm like I can't do (laughs) oh my gosh you know it and that's that's so stressful and especially homeschooling on top of that where they're the kids are always there and you don't have any time I don't know how you did it I don't know how I did either, honestly. There was many, many times where I would call, like I said, I would call my husband at work, and I'm like, I'm done, man. I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. So what did he do? Um, did he run home? He and- would, no, he would, he'd, he'd just say, just relax, yeah. you know, it'll be okay. And then mm-hmm. sure enough, by the next day, I usually felt better. Yeah. What made you decide to homeschool? Um, well, we wanted our kids to have a Christian education, and we couldn't afford mm-hmm. for them to go to a, you know, a, a private school being so expensive and everything. Right. And just the peer pressure and the drugs and things like that, we didn't really want them to be around that because I know I was around it and grew up around it and yes. it was not a good influence on me. Sure, sure. No, I hear you. And and you did that for how long? You're still doing it, actually, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've This is like our 16th year. How does that work? Well, my my youngest daughter had asked me about that. I'm like, sorry, honey, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But how does that work? Uh, do you get curriculum from somewhere and then you follow it? I don't. I don't yeah. even know anything about it. Yes, there's all kinds of curriculums out there, and the one that we get is called Alpha Omega. Mm-hmm. We get that, and it has all the subjects that they need. Um, right, like I said, you can either get paper based, where you have it all in the books and their worksheets, or you can do it on the computer, where it's called Switched on Schoolhouse, where all their lessons are on the computer and everything is interactive. There's little little what they call tiny tutors there's like these little videos um that they can watch to help them in parts of their maybe their science lesson or whatever um we're also a part of a homeschool group that has over 90 families and uh like 170 kids i think and we meet during the school year on fridays and all the kids get together and do classes together the moms the various moms uh teach the classes that's good and, and they get some social interaction with their peers oh so yeah that's good that's yeah. Good. We've already had two graduation ceremonies with two homeschool groups. That's so, so great. Where do you do the graduations? Uh, at the churches, usually, because mm-hmm. most of the groups meet at churches. 
So we just would rent the facility and have the graduation ceremony there. That's great. Wow. So much work for the parents, but I'm sure so worth it. Yes. So tell me, are any of your kids musical? Um, well, they all enjoy listening to music, and they've all, except for one, have attempted to play an instrument, but the same thing that I did when I was younger, they haven't stuck with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they tried. Uh, my youngest daughter actually tried the drums for a little while, and then she lost interest with that. She tried guitar, lost interest. My other daughter did guitar for a while and then lost interest. Um, so, you know, they just, I don't know. <laughs> my one son has a keyboard, and he goes down there not very often at all to play it. He just couldn't. He had to have it. You know, it's yes. one of those things. Yes. <laughs> they just have to have it, and then as soon as they get it, it then dust. it's like... <laughs> They don't stick with it. I know. You know, it's interesting. I want to ask you because I started playing guitar when I was uh, 10 and then didn't really stick with it. I think I gave it up when I was about 14 or so and then got back into it. But do you feel like it sounds like you don't really push them? You know, some parents, they they really want to push their kids musically, even if they don't like it. What's your take on that? I don't do that. Mm No. I mean, the only child that I did push a little bit was uh, our youngest son who was playing the bass, and he really seemed to enjoy it. And he actually did it for two years. Oh. And it, it st- he, he usually was really good about doing his practice times, and then we started noticing he was slacking, so we'd have to remind him, come on now, you got to do your practice before, if you, before you get a chance to play or do video games or whatever. you got to do your practice. Yes. And um, finally, just after a while, it just... It just got where he was doing it less. It was getting more and more. I had to keep bugging him to do it. And I'm just like, do you not want to do this anymore? <laughs> you know? Yes. And he's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, okay, and fine. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Any, any singers in the group? In, in your? Uh, uh, my band? oldest. My oldest loves to sing. Um, he actually sang at our church for a while. Nice. And um, my, both my girls love to sing. Now, do they... You play, uh, you know, a lot of covers, and do they listen to that music and say, wow, this is a great tune, or, you know, what is this, Mom? Do they appreciate Um, your music? Yes, they do. Um, I mean, I play music all the time. You know, when we're in the car, I play all kinds of music, and I'll say, now this is this, or this is the Beatles, or, you know, whatever. That's good. And so I think they're familiar with it. My son, um, he's a... Oh, he's a really big music fan. He's just listening to it all the time. He has a very large music collection, and that's great. And what? Who are some of your musical influences? Well, the Beatles for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was in high school, I was always I was a Kiss fan for a little while. Um, Van Halen, Aerosmith, Rush. Nice. Um, I I like I really like a lot of music. I I even liked uh, when I was younger. Of course, I was a big David Cassidy fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the Partridge Family and stuff like that. And Three Dog Night. I was a big Three Dog Night fan for a while. It's a great band. Um, so I really kind of go the whole gamut. That's great. Are there uh, specific covers you're working on now? Well, actually, um, I'm right now. I'm in a new band with some friends of mine, and uh, we just got together a couple months ago. And we're our first gig is next month, and I've had to learn 24 songs. What? <laughs> I know. I I was like, I can't do that. Oh and they're like, gosh. Yes, you can. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh! In you know, how long? I've, how much time did you have to learn 24 songs? Uh, until the middle of April, and I've been working on them for about a month. And I've pretty much got them all down now. I was like, 
when I did my practice today, I'm, I'm to the point now where I can play through every single song, but a few songs have like a couple hiccups, and then I just kind of go over those hiccups several times to try to get them not to be hiccups. <laughs> oh and uh, I should have everything pretty good by uh, by the middle of April for sure. That is intense. That is so intense. It is. <laughs> I mean, you should feel really proud of yourself. Well, I didn't think I could do it. Um, but the next step is to make sure that as a band we can do it. Because it's one thing to listen to this, you know, because I always listen to the songs in my isolation headphones while I'm drumming. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm hearing the same exact song over and over every time that I play to it. Whereas with, when you play with other people live, it's different. You know, it's going to be a little bit, maybe a little slower, maybe a little faster, just uh, it might sound just a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? So sure. that's a challenge, too. Tell me about the current band you're in. Well, it's a band with no name. <laughs> it's just some <laughs> friends of mine because we're just, we just literally just got started. All right. And who plays what? How many people and, you know, who's playing what? Um, there's two guitar players, a bass player and a singer, and then myself. Are they moms or are they a mix of people? Um... No, the singer, she is not a mom, and uh, the other three are all dads. All right. How did you hook up with them? Friends, through friends. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all from other bands and uh, not currently in a band, so it just kind of all fell into place. That's nice. That's really nice. Uh, we're going to take a quick break in just a couple minutes, and then we'll get back to, I want to hear about uh, the My Dolls, who you played with for several years. Uh, uh-huh. And I love Judy Davids, and... And then your whole experience uh, being on the Gene Simmons show, that must have been unbelievable. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Laura Spurn. Hang tight. and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. 
A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hi there. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And we are joined by special guest, Laura Spurn. Hi, Laura. Hi. So I want to hear all about the My Dolls. I love that band. I know you're with them for several years. How did you hook up with them? Well, about six months uh, after I had started drumming, I, um, a friend of mine said, now that you're into this, kind of stuff you should go check out this all-female band they're going to be at a local bookstore Mm -hmm. so i went there and uh to see them play and judy had it was having a a book signing also afterwards and the first thing i noticed was that their drummer um was a guy and so Mm -hmm. afterwards when they were done playing and judy was uh doing her book signing i went up to them and i said um you need a mom drummer and they kind of laughed you know and they're like sure we do and i said well I just started. <laughs> nice. And, you know, so we, it was a joke, really, because, you know, I mean, I hadn't been playing that long. And, and, uh, that's okay. So we talked, and I left there, and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe there's a chance, you know. Yes. So, um, actually, that was only three weeks after I had started. I take that back. That three was only three weeks, weeks after it. Three Unbelievable. Weeks, right. <laughs> and so, um, then when it was six months, and I had gotten a few drum covers on YouTube, I contacted Judy, and I said, you know, I don't know if you're still considering a mom drummer, but I just wanted you to know my progress. You know, here's one of my videos. I, You know, I really had no expectations. I did not think I would hear from her at all, and she instantly yeah. emailed me and said, yes, yes, call me. Okay. <laughs> and so I did, and she's like, yeah, you know, we'd love to have you join us. And I, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> I love how like, you put yourself out there, though. You're like, you know, even though I've only been playing for three weeks, I'm just going to go for it. Right, right. Well, I'd already made up my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had already made up my mind that, that I was, this is, was going to pursue this. That's great. So, and then when you got the gig, were you like, oh, no? <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I was like, like I said, I had, like, knots in my stomach. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And literally our very first practice, I I had no clue. I was just like, I have no idea what to do. Oh, and so Judy is like, I'm going to go with you to your drum lesson, mm-hmm. and, 
we'll work through it. And she went to me with my, to one of my drum lessons and they, they both kind of helped me. Then what really helped was a recording of might all songs from the previous members that I could listen to. And so that's what I did. I would listen to those songs and try to play along with them. And so Judy's like, do you think you can be ready in four weeks for our, for a gig? And I'm like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I want to back up a second. She's a gem because a lot of people might not have done that. They might have said, oh, forget it. What are we, you know, she's not ready. But I love how she went with you to the drum teacher, and she was like, hey, this is what we want her to learn, you know? Right. That's well, I never could have done it without Judy's support. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gave me unconditional support. It was, she, was the, she was the best. That's great. That's great. And Judy has her own backstory, Judy Davids, of, um, you know, I think she told me she only knew like three chords, and she started the band. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, her story's incredible, too, and that's why she wrote her book, Rockstar Mommy. Mm-hmm. I love that she book. Has a, yeah, she has a great story, too. Yes. She's been on the show before. I think she was actually my first guest on Get the Funk Out. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. So I want to hear about, you know, your life with the My Dolls and also leading up to you were on uh, Gene, Gene Simmons' show, Family Jewels. What was that like? Well, that was pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> we were on his show, and we filmed with him for five days mm-hmm. uh, locally here, and uh the very first day uh, we filmed at my house, which was pretty incredible. Uh, my house is in the, you know, the, the, most of the filming of the house uh, was in the beginning of the video. And Gene uh, played uh, basketball with my sons in the backyard. And, uh, nice. I, you know, being a KISS fan in high school, uh, I had a Halloween party that I went to where I dressed as him. And I had that picture, and so I said, I just got to show you this picture. Oh, funny. <laughs> this Halloween picture of me dressed as him. I said, that's when I was 16, and he looks at me. He's so tall, and he looks down, down at me, and he's like, and that was two weeks ago, right? Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so cute. You know, I told Judy this story. I was at NAMM, uh, the big musical event here in Anaheim, and he was walking with his entourage, and... I wanted to get a picture with him, so I walked up to the front where he's walking, and he keeps walking, and I said, um, Judy David says hello. And he stops, he turns around, he smiles, <laughs> and he said, I'm a friend of hers, and I, and, uh, we, and I took a picture with him. And uh, it was just funny. I told her that story. So Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many, yeah. how many years were you with the My Dolls, did you say? I was with the My Dolls two years. Okay, and what, and- what uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, the very last gig that we did, uh, we opened for the B-52s. Oh, I know. I heard that. <laughs> and what was that like? That was that was a total rock star moment. <laughs> that was the biggest rock star moment of anything I've ever done. Uh, to, to open for them, uh, we played in front of 1,500 people, which was a lot for us. And uh, being up there on that stage, and everyone was really getting into it and screaming for us. We were like all decked out, dressed up, and I love it. It, it was it was incredible. And then to have the B fifty twos come out right after us, and you know, acknowledge us and recognize us, it was it was it was pretty incredible. Because I'm sure you were a big fan of theirs growing up, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock Lobster, and I love that. I love that whole uh, album that they put out. It was one of the big ones with Rock Lobster. I used to listen to that years ago. And um, so when what made you decide to leave the models? Just, it was time to kind of move on, or you had a lot of stuff going um, on? Yeah, I just felt it was time to move on. I felt like, you know, I was moving in a different direction than the band was, and it was really more of a hobby for them. And mm-hmm. for me, I wanted to 
wanted to move it to the next level, and they didn't really want to do that. So, mm-hmm. so I just thought, well, I'm, I'm just it's time for me to move on. Sure, sure. And uh, and by then, you definitely had a repertoire of songs that you had, you know, learned. And and then where'd you go from there? Well, I really just continued to do my drum covers, and uh, that's really what I've been doing until now, um, where I have just gotten together with these friends, and we've started this cover band. And I also just recently was offered a drum endorsement. Tell me about that. That's awesome. Uh, It's from Final Cry Custom Drums down in Texas. And uh, I was really excited and to to get this endorsement. Um, They're working on my kit right now, and I can't wait to get it. Hopefully I'll get it next month. And uh, so I'll be doing all my covers playing on their kit, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. That's congratulations. That's a big thing. Yeah, thank you. That is huge. What what does your husband think of all this, how this has all evolved? I I don't know. I mean, he's real supportive (laughs) with it. You know, Uh he's very supportive with it. Um, He's my roadie. Nice. (laughs) You know, whenever we go and have a gig, whenever I've had a gig, he's always been there. He's gone to all of my gigs, and I couldn't do it without his support. That's great. I know, because sometimes it could work the opposite, where, you know, your partner's like, well, what are you doing, you know? I mean, you're not a spring chicken, and, you, you know, is, is this a crisis? But it sounds like he's really <laughs> supportive. Oh, yeah. That's the only way I could do it. If I didn't have his support, if I had my family fighting against me, it, I could never do it. I know. And that would definitely lead you into a funk. Yes. You know? Because this is your passion, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love it. Have you ever been in a funk? Yes. I mean, well, it's, with my drumming, um, you know, as far as that goes, I can remember many times where I would just, I would cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I would sit there and have not, have what I thought was not a very good drum practice. And I've even thrown my drumsticks across the room, you know, I mean, and, and like hit the, the book. I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I would mm-hmm. hit the book with the drumstick and put a hole in it. You know, I get really frustrated. <laughs> And I get done with my drum practice, and I have this, like, upset look on my face. And my husband like, what's the matter? Didn't your drum practice go good? And I'd be like, no. He's <laughs> like, okay. And, and But you were pretty much alone during the drum practice, or were you also working, working with your teacher at the time? Well, a lesson would just be for half an hour once a week. All right. But my individual practice, I was always, you know, I'm always alone when I play at home. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And then you um, go to your practice I mean, your uh, lesson, and you've got a nice big hole in your book. And he's like, well, so what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I'm sure they understand. I mean, just plus. Oh, yeah. That's why they're the teachers, and I'm not. But it, plus, <laughs> when it comes to something like that, you're doing something. No patient. But you're doing something amazing because you're juggling so much, and so many people depend on you. But you're carving out this time for yourself, and you just you're not willing to just throw in the towel. Right. No, I don't want to give up. That's good. That's really good. So when you were in a funk, how did you get your way out of it? Well, the biggest thing is to just remember that this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever's going on that day, it's not going to last forever. Um, Sometimes it seems like it's going to, like, just because it's happening that day, it's never going to go away, but it, it doesn't work out that way. Nothing nothing is that way. Right. And I try to pray about it. Um, just step away from it, you know, just mm-hmm. step away and 
try to relax. And then nine times out of ten, by the next day, you feel better. I mean, I have days where my practice, I just, I can just tell, you know, physically or emotionally or whatever, I'm not feeling well and my practice doesn't go well. And then two days later, it can be like night and day and I'll feel like I'm this, you know, phenomenal drummer down. I'm like, oh, I had such a rocking practice. That's great. You know, that is awesome. it was like the total opposite that it was two days before that. So you can't let those rough days discourage you and, and quit. You know, you just got to know that it's not going to stay that way. Yes. It's like anything, even sports. I'll tell my daughters, you know, you might have a down day. You're not playing your best. It doesn't mean you're always going to play like that. Right. You know, you know, there's an article I saved. It's on my desk. It's a woman. She's a hundred years old and she's played drums all her life. And they show her at her drum kit. And I thought, this is so inspiring. You know, this is what it's all about. Just keep going you know, find that time for yourself. And I, I actually want to try to get an interview with her if it's possible because I, I thought it was so killer reading about this lady. Wow, yeah. That's going to be you. <laughs> it's going to be you. <laughs> I hope so. I'm trying to do everything I can. You know, sometimes some things hurt a little bit. You know, you get a little bit of arthritis and mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just – one thing I've learned now is – as for the length of time I've been drumming, is to stay more relaxed when I'm drumming. Whereas in the beginning, I was, like, more tense, and that can lead to drumming injuries. Mm-hmm. So I, I've gotten a lot better at being relaxed, and that makes such a difference. Because I've upped my practice time since I've joined this band, this cover band. I was only practicing four days a week, an hour and a half. Now I'm practicing, if you include our band practice, six days a week for an hour and a half to three hours. Band practice is three hours. Well, so. you have to. You have 24 songs, not to yeah. put the pressure on you, but you get 24 <laughs> songs. She's like, i got to go now. i got to go practice. Um, but that's intense. That's intense. Yeah. You know. So do you have any advice for others who've been in a funk, who are in a funk, let's say? You know. I would say, I would just repeat what I said earlier, that, you know, don't give up and know that it's it will pass and mm-hmm. that whatever... Whatever's discouraging you today um, is not going to stay there. And just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Yes, yes. And do you have a mantra you live by? Any special quotes that drive you? Um, well, I had one uh, on my Facebook that was by Mark Twain. And uh, it, it talks about dreaming and, you know, ch- going after your dreams. And uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but basically to just... Keep going after your dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to Google it now. I'll be. I'm intrigued. Okay, yeah, so I know. Mark Twain. I okay. wish I could remember it. I haven't looked at it. It's kind of buried ever since they changed the layout on Facebook. It used to be on my right on my main homepage, and now it's kind of buried. You have to dig for it. So it's something about dreams. Right. Right. Okay. Um, Is it dream discover? Yeah, I can I can get to it in okay. about two seconds, and hopefully, if we still have time. I love when people share their their quotes. If you can if you can get to it, if not, that's okay. Um, I just think you know, life gets so busy and chaotic, and we think as we get older, oh well, we've missed the boat, and and it's really not the case. You know, there. I remember just even taking writing classes, screenwriting classes here at UCI, and just feeling so inspired and excited, you know, at the end of the evening, because it's nice to just do something for yourself. Right, right. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I, one of the things I used to say when I first started was, um, you know, I, I'd rather be racking out than racking in the racking chair. You know, it's like <laughs> as soon as you get in the racking chair, you're stuck. Yeah, you're not getting you know? out. That's right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go to the racking chair. I can't do that. I have to be actively doing something. <laughs> That's true. No, it's so true, and it's what drives you. Do you really drive uh, ride a motorcycle? I saw a picture of you. Oh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of that bike? was the other thing I decided. I, you know, and that's kind of been what's driven me too. Is like, you know, I used to be really afraid to ride a motorcycle, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, oh my gosh. But it's like it gets to the point in your life where you're like, I'm gonna end up dying eventually, anyways. I'm gonna do these things that I've always wanted to do, kind of like a bucket list, you know? Yes. Oh yeah. And. My husband uh, has a motorcycle, and he would always bug me to go riding with him. And I, I never wanted to because I didn't like being on the back of the bike. Of course, i got to be in control, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, I want my own bike, you know. So finally, it took two years, and I convinced him. And I got my own bike, and I went and took lessons at a, uh, a local community college and got my certified you know, cyclist license. And, uh, and I love it. I love riding. Nice. You know, I grew up around motorcycles, but when I became a mom, I got concerned. Oh, you know, what if something happens to me? But I hear what you're saying. It's like it, there's something about it that's just so freeing and exciting. It is. It's a lot of fun, and I, I, I love it. I love it. I found that quote, the Mark Twain quote. All right. It's, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Oh, I love that. I love that. What's the title of it again? I, I don't know. It's just That's by Mark okay. Twain, but it starts with the 20 years from now. And that it. was what caught me. You know, that's what, I, that's what really touched my heart. I thought, that's what I believe in. I don't want to have 20 years from now, 10 years from now. I wish I would have. I know. You know? If I would have, coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't want to. I don't want to get to that. So no, I love that. Well, you're living a really creative, inspiring life, and I I thank you for calling into the show. Thank you so much for having me. If people want to find out more about you, uh, where should they go? Well, they can go to my YouTube channel, um, which is uh, YouTube.com/slash Rock Band Mom. <laughs> okay. And I'm also on Facebook, um, either by my by my name or I have a, a separate page, uh, which is Little Drummer Girl. Oh, I love that. That's great. And anything exciting in store? Any big gigs that you know people can hear about or follow? On um, not really. Not at this time. Okay. Um, I'm just uh, excited to have my drum endorsement and to see what happens with this new band. Beautiful. Best of luck to you, and I'm sure we'll be connecting on Facebook, and I thank you again for calling in. Thank you so much. Okay. Say hi to Judy, too. Okay. Okay. Take care. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Laura Spurn calling in, and if you missed any part of this interview this morning, you can find it on my blog within about an hour from now, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you'd like to find out about being a guest on the show, it's very simple. Just send me an email to Janine, that's J-A-N-E-A-N-E, I'll say it again, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at KUCI.org. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues, and I'll be back here next week.
The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. Mommy, I can't sleep. How about a glass of milk? That's gross. Well, count sheep or something. Mommy, you can do better than that. Well, do you have any other ideas? Oh, I know. I can listen to KUCI 88.9. Cool. That's exactly what I'm doing. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI FM and follow us on Twitter at KUCI FM.